This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you. We're here to talk about pets. We're here to talk about pretty much anything you want. As they say, I knew the, the, the uh, new hashtag that I see uh, on, on different sites like Instagram and LinkedIn, AMA. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, no, that's the American Medical Association. Someone sent it to me that they had posted that. I go, no, no, no. For us, it's the AVMA, the American Vet. Go, no, it's not American Vet. So, you moron. It's Ask Me Anything. So uh, that's what, uh, when you see it, that's what it means. And that's what we're here. Ask me anything. Uh, we'll get an answer for you. So um, hope you all had a good fourth. Um, Want to let you know how you can reach us to ask any questions, to ask me anything. And that is the good old-fashioned way to call us toll-free, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877 877- Three eight five eight 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 two. You can send me an email to Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. It'll be forwarded to me immediately. Or the best of all is join us here on Google Hangouts. Very easy to do. You want to go on to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Shows, scroll down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And as you scroll down on our page, you will see a very lengthy link that you all you need to do is click on it. You don't have to memorize it. You don't have to copy it. Just click on it. And it'll take you here live to join us here on Google Hangouts on Pet Life Radio so we can talk about pets. So the fourth, I wonder how it went. You know, it's so interesting. I have four dogs and my dogs, not only these four, never have I had a problem. In fact, two of my dogs are new. Um, I know that many of you know that uh, not a bad couple months where I had to put down two dogs and a cat. And then I had a year, well, about a year ago, we had to put down Grover, my 16 and a half year old Labrador. So the house was getting kind of empty. So I adopted another cat. Now we're up to five. So two months. So I worked with a number of rescues. This was Eloise Pet Rescue in LA. And, you know, it's so funny because the rescue people are always bugging me because all my cats are rescues from, from the, some of the rescue groups. They say, how come, how come you never adopted a dog from us? And I said, well, because I have a lot of dogs already and they're all alive and well. And, you know, this is the bad thing I always say. When you have dogs that grow up together, it's beautiful. It's the best thing ever. But as they age, they age together. So I had a 16-year-old and two 14-year-olds, which are pretty old. My, my, well, my, my Labrador at 16 and a half was amazing. My Labradoodle, 14, and my Frenchie, 14 and a half. So, you know, when the time comes, they seem to go kind of close to each other. And it's really sad, really sad. So two cute dogs we picked up. I'm going to bring him when we come to the second half. I'm going to bring one in. You got to see him. He is he, you know, one of these dogs that was just so cute. He was so shy and nervous. He was picked up at a shelter. He was literally on death row. When you see this dog, you're going to say, oh my God, I can't believe that they were going to put this little guy to sleep. And um, he is just such a love, sleeps in the bed, on his back, upside down. He cuddles. He is, uh, the only thing he is, he's a yapper. That likes to bark. And he's got that high pitch bark, which kind of drives you nuts sometimes. And especially when you find out he's barking at nothing. So, uh, you know, you look outside, there's no dogs, there's no, no delivery people, no mailman. He's just out there barking because he likes to bark. So I think he likes to hear himself talk. Anyway, 
some more info. We're going to save the, the one for last. And, you know, I like to peruse the news. Anyway, so uh, if you had any issues with 4th of July, why don't you get a hold of us? You know, just 877-385-8882 would like to talk about it. There are, you know, a lot of solutions. And one of them, probably one of the better ones, takes a long time to, to make happen. And that's the one that we would love to talk about at some point, uh, because it's not going to take a year until next year's 4th of July. But you want to give yourself several months. Behavior modification it is very effective, and it's, it's, it's almost like desensitizing. Like when you take an allergy shot, okay? It's not the first allergy shot's going to cure you, but it's going to help the body develop its own mechanisms to fight the allergy. And kind of when you're doing behavioral techniques, and one is called desensitizing and counter-conditioning, where you get the dog to not only just tolerate the loud noises, but actually to like them. You turn it into a positive. Oh my God, loud noises. I'm going to run and get some treats. That's fantastic. So um, that is, it can be done, but it does take a while. Any behavior modification does take some time, but it's something that you definitely want to consider. Speaking of like loud noises, anyone in the Los Angeles area that we had an earthquake on July 4th. In fact, I was heading, I was driving uh, when the first one happened in the morning. It was about 10.30 a.m., and I was heading to one of the local news affiliates, KTLA, our local Channel 5, uh, to do a segment on 4th of July and grilling and barbecuing and the do's and don'ts and the, the noise phobias. And I get there and a client of mine called me, had a question about her pet. I'm in the car. She said, did you, did you feel the earthquake? I said, no, but I'm driving. So I, I didn't think I was going to feel the earthquake. Oh, my God. It was like 6.5 and it was about 102 miles away, 104 four miles, whatever it was. So, uh, by the way, they, they canceled all of the non, there was sort of like the non-newsy essential segments. And unfortunately, mine fell into that category. So I missed that opportunity. But because they spent the whole day, it was crazy because these new, it wasn't that terrible an earthquake. I mean, I think one store they showed 16 million times on this same video of a store with stuff falling off the shelves. I mean, come on. I think it would have been more important to, to have, find out how to protect your pets. But anyway, that's coming from a veterinarian. So maybe I'm a bit skewed on my viewpoint on this. But whatever. It's not the first time I've been bumped. It's not going to be the last. Oh, I remember <laughs> once I was bumped on a uh, on a People Magazine segment. Uh, this was years and years and years ago because that was when Magic Johnson came out with the the, the whole thing came out with his the HIV diagnosis. And it's like, of, of course, that's more important than Jeff Werber and, and pets. But anyway, it was very nice that the news producer called me the next morning to apologize once again that you know we had they had to bump my segment. And I told him I said, look, it's first of all I get it. And secondly, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not going to be the last time it happens. Uh, you just, you know, when you're doing non-news stuff, but, you know, even though it's public interest, even though it's important, it's important for pet owners, of course, but it's not breaking news. So uh, we're the first to go. So um, Friday evening, sitting at dinner, and all of a sudden, the house starts shaking again. I mean, the table, you, you know. I did have a glass of wine. I'm thinking, hmm, this, a glass of wine doesn't usually do this to me. So uh, there I am, and everything's rocking and rolling. The chandelier is rocking back and forth. And everyone, one of, my, uh, one of our guests at dinner was from uh, New York, 
he thought it was the coolest thing in the world because you know they don't usually get earthquakes in New York. Hurricanes, yes, and uh, but you're not going to see a tornado in New York, and you're not going to usually get an earthquake. Uh, anyway, he thought it was cool, but this one was the same spot, and I think they rated this one a seven point one. So even though it was was it an aftershock, usually aftershocks are not as strong as the initial earthquake, but this one the um, it was a seven point one. Uh, they call the epicenter. So that's uh, it was about a hundred and something miles away. But I mean, for that house, and it was a long one. It was like lasted like, I don't know, 35, 40 seconds. Uh, and every, everything's rocking. I, I actually walked outside and, and you could just see just the trees and the pool was going nuts. It was just really crazy. So when will uh, I'm going to remind myself uh, that we're going to start talking about some long term permanent solution to noise phobias. But I hope your pets did well. I hope you did well. I hope that, that no pet escaped. And uh, that's the kind of things we worry about on 4th of July. So there's a report that came out, which it didn't surprise me. I've known this forever. And there's a, a big movement in the veterinary world started by my good friend, Marty Becker, Dr. Marty Becker, uh, called Fear Free. And one of the things that it's been now showing the behaviors are, are now that behavior is a certified, recognized specialty amongst veterinarians. Um, it's kind of like getting your PhD in, in psychology after your veterinary degree. So it's like, it's a double whammy. You got to do a, a residency is that when it comes to cats, less is more. And I, I mean, I've discovered this just because I all have always worked with cats. Uh, some of my clients, I've actually, it's interesting. I've gotten clients only because of you get a reputation and you know, especially in a community, even a community as large as Los Angeles that, oh my God, he's the cat whisperer. And uh, there's really no magic to it. I wish I could claim, oh, man, I know something. I have special powers. I have special skills. No, I don't. It's just recognizing cats. And with cats, when it comes to restraint, less is more. I mean, literally, the more you try to use what we call brutothane, which is brute strength to sedate or to, to hold back a cat, the more they're going to fight you, the more they are much better at using all four limbs to fight you. Their nails are much sharper than dogs. Trust me, I know. And... When they really are starting to lose it, you're going to turn. They're going to start turning blue on you, which means they're get, not getting oxygen. And um, I've had cats before where where you just could not restrain. And I, for example, had to take blood, and I would just have the cat sit there, have one of my my uh, technicians just petting the cat, and I do all the hold off the vein, do everything by myself, and the cats are just fine. So if you have a cat that hates going to the vet. That is, you know, will fight you getting into the carrier at home. First of all, one trick is to put them in backwards. But you might want to talk to your veterinarian. There are some tricks that you can do. There is a great pheromone spray called Feel Away. You can spray the towel that you're going to use on the, the bottom of the carrier with Feel Away. Leave it open. Put some food in there. Uh, let them come in and out of the, the carrier for a while. And um, slowly get them used to being inside the carrier. And then when you go to the vet, same thing. We have you can put a, t- a nice a little mat or a towel on the table. Again, spray it with feel away. We even spray our, our clothing with feel away, and you can get them to just relax a lot more. And you know, as they say, the best place to examine a cat is anywhere the cat wants to be. So don't think when you take your cat to the vet that they the veterinarian has to you know put on the on the exam table. If the cat's comfortable in your lap, right, leave them on your lap. Have them examine the, the cat on your lap. And uh, the, as I said, less is more. The, the less you deal with them and bother them, the better they're going to be. California Senate. This one I find like, you realize that I, as much, you can go into a pot store somewhere where it's now legal and you can get medical marijuana. You, can, you don't have to get a medical license anymore. In California, 
The way it stands right now is that a veterinarian cannot sell products, even forget marijuana. How about just pure CBD with no THC? We can't recommend it. We can't prescribe it. We can't sell it. And I mean, so much so that we can lose our license if we did. It's absolutely absurd. Anyway, California Senate just passed, unanimously approved a bill that's going to go on to the California Assembly to allow, and what they say, and they put this by, with special training, I don't know what that might be, that might be reading a quick little article about CBD and, and marijuana, to actually prescribe for medicinal purposes, marijuana for pets, and which is really long overdue in my opinion. I can't tell you how many people come to my office and already have been using CBD on their pets. And I tell them, look, I can't tell you to do it. I can't recommend you do it. I can only tell you that I know many people have done it and have great results. And I can also tell you that two of my pets, and unfortunately, they're now both gone, but they, I don't know if when it came to Pierce, my Labradoodle, 80 pounds, bladder cancer, I used, you know, some of the bladder cancer drugs uh, that are known to have, they, they usually curb the progression. They don't necessarily cure it. And if I tell you that with the, the one of those two drugs, the other one was so hard to get, it was backordered and CBD. It was not the bladder cancer that got him. So, uh, you know, in, in fact, his bladder was got, you couldn't even find where the cancer was. It was just amazing. So anyway, don't go away. We're going to write back. We're going to talk about a few more things, um, including grain-free diets and this craze about grain-free and your dogs and a rise in cardiomyopathy. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these short messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet and welcome back. You're live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host here on Pet Life Radio. It's Ask the Pets with Dr. Jeff. Uh, so before we left, um, I uh, wanted to two more stories that, that caught my attention. Uh, this one is very sad. I just It's sort of just like a, a warning because it, it can happen. San Diego County Fair. All right, sounds fun. And uh, four children were sickened from an E. coli infection. And one, a two-year-old boy, actually died from the infection. So you never know where these things come from. You have to educate your kids. Be careful. I'm not saying, look, don't go to these fairs. No, no, no. I'm not saying don't pet the animals if they have a little petting zoo area. What I am saying is make sure, bring wipes with you, clean the hands. Don't let kids put their fingers in their mouth. Um, don't let them eat their food without washing their hands first. I mean, we're talking, this is basic hygiene when it comes to animals. And um, and again, you never know. I mean, just to put it in perspective, you, know, you can get an E. coli infection as a patient in a hospital. So, you know, if you can even get it in a sterile place like a hospital, you can only imagine how readily 
one can get the infection by touching animals that are dirty, that probably aren't cared for. So anyway, it's just, it's an FYI. If you were to look at this as a statistic, as far as how many kids play with animals from petting zoos, all right, across the country on an annual basis, and you find out that one passes away from the an E. coli infection, we don't know anything about this kid's immune system. I mean, there's so many, but regardless, it is very, very, very rare. It's like that story. I think I told you guys about this when it happened so about half a year ago about the infection. It's a, a bacterium called Capnocytophaga. That's a $10 word, Capnocytophaga. It was the guy that his pit bulls were licking him and he ended up with this such a severe infection that to amputate, check this out, both his legs, uh, mid-thigh, and his arms, his hands. And they finally got under control. And you say, oh, my God, you can't have your dog lick you anymore. And you're talking to a guy, me, who often jokes I get more tongue than anybody I know. And um, I'm licked every day, have been for years, 35-plus years in practice. And um, and I, I'm not saying don't let your dog lick you. It's just, you know, if it's a dog you don't know, I mean, th- that is so rare. But things like this happen. Of course, they hit the news. So uh, anyway, but it's a warning for all of us. Just exercise a little extra care when you are, you know, have kids out just to keep them safe. Like, really? You're going to scratch your head. But it just shows that it can happen. This is a cat, a woman who has many cats. She does some rescue. She uh, works with cat, with a cat rescue or agency. One of her cats, a one-year-old cat named Felix, ended up jumping into the washing machine just before she hit, closed the door and hit the cycle. She said she always, of course, with, I think she's got a number of cats at home, six or some crazy number. She always, you know, checks, make sure. So by the time she turned around and got something and then came back, the cat jumped into the washing machine. Anyway, P.S., um, it interestingly survived a short cycle. It was about 30 minutes with warm water and cold rinse. Cat obviously came out very clean, but had um, so much water in its lungs and the, the oxygen depletion caused the cat to go blind. They feel temporarily. It's already going to start to get his vision back. Still on oxygen. But uh, anyway, again, it's like the old uh, the cop show. Just be careful out there. So if you have animals that you never know, they will hide. There was, I saw a video of a dog in, with fireworks the 4th of July. He climbed into the clothes dryer. Another dog climbed into the refrigerator. So um, you just never know. So be really, really careful if you have cats that seem to like going into a washing machine. Then just check it really, really well before you close the door and start the cycle. Anyway, real quick, we have a few minutes left. Grain-free. It is such a craze. Roughly 40% of foods out there right now are advertising grain-free. Where did this come from? Why, why, how many animals truly have grain allergies? to the point where they need to be on a grain-free diet? And the answer, very, very low. So why is it? Why is it that the, what we have a tendency to look at what we think is good for us, and we say, oh my God, well, it's good for us. It's got to be good for our dog. So what do we do? We put them on a grain-free diet. The marketing people at the food companies are seeing the buzzwords, and they see how important grain... So they're creating grain-free diets for you, but you're not eating the food your dog is. So what's happening? We have seen a tremendous increase in a condition called dilatative cardiomyopathy, DCM, 
dilatative cardiomyopathy. And that is a disease that is due to a taurine deficiency. And yet taurine is an essential amino acid that dogs can make themselves. Cats cannot. And where do you pick up taurine? You pick it up with uh, meat. That's why cats, one of the reasons why cats are obligate carnivores, they need the taurine. And even despite that, many food companies add extra taurine into cats' diets for that very reason. So what's going on? When there's the grain-free, they usually replace the grain with legumes, all right? Lentils, peas, things like that, beans. And again, great source of protein. Interestingly, the building blocks for a dog to make their taurine are other sulfur amino acids, cysteine and methionine, both of which are in ample supply in legumes as well. So then you scratch your head and say, so what's going on? The stuff is there. How come the dog isn't making the taurine? So then they took one step further. They measured taurine, and the dogs had apparently adequate amounts of taurine. So why are they getting DCM? What is going on? So it could be that the type of taurine or something else in these grain-free diets is prohibiting the dog from using the taurine. So the FDA answer is we don't yet know. The nutritionist, my good friend, um, Ned Mosier, Dr. Mosier out of Pennsylvania, all we know is there seems to be a link. But how and why, no one yet knows. And so then the, the question is, so we see this rise in dilatative cardiomyopathy affecting dogs, 515 dogs and cats in the last couple of years, which is a lot. So now, okay, so what's the problem with the grain? And the answer, none, unless you can prove that your dog or cat, but don't forget cats, your dog has a grain allergy. Then it needs to be on some sort of grain-free diet, and then you would supplement with more meat or something, kind of like we do with cats. So anyway, keep this in mind. Anthropomorphizing might be good for some things. For example, if the car is too hot for you, yes, it's too hot for your pet, all right? But don't, or if water is too hot for you, to, you're going to bathe your dog or cat and, and the water is even too hot for you. Yes, it's going to be too hot for them. But don't take it to everything that we do, everything we eat, every, every medication. Think about medications, for example. Some medications, you could take Tylenol, acetaminophen. It'll kill your cat, but you could take it. So just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's good for your pet. Need to talk with your veterinarian. There's a lot of ample data on so many different things. And don't always assume that what's good for you is good for your pet or vice versa. When it comes to the grain freeze, that's one of them. Be really, really careful. Talk to your veterinarian. My feeling is if they're eating something and they like it and they have good poops and they have energy and they have a shiny coat, why are you even thinking of changing in the first place? Let them be. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's how we feel. So check with the vet. Don't get sucked in by the, the call points on these products uh, that really are meant for you and not for your pet. Anyway, I will be leaving on safari uh, Tuesday evening, South Africa, Tanzania, gone for three weeks and going to the American Veterinary Medical Association Conference in Washington, D.C. after that. So send in your questions. If you have anything that's pressing, I will answer. I will have access to email, Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. Um, otherwise, I will post pictures. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, um, on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at Dr. Jeff Werber. Um, and um, uh, you will uh, see some really cool stuff as I download them. I'm going to do some posting as well. 
and uh, look forward to seeing you back here when I'm back from my trips. All right. Have a great summer weeks, everybody. And uh, take care of those animals. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.